Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing, and we're glad about it. Why are we glad about it? Because this is resurrection morning, and the Bible declares that if there be no resurrection, then our faith is in vain. I'm glad that there is a resurrection because that means that we have something we can stand on. Amen? And in times like these, we need something solid and secure upon which we can stand, and we can stand on the fact that Jesus Christ is alive and well. God bless you. Good to have you on this morning here with K Chapel. Go ahead and let your friends know that we're on live. So good to have you with us on this morning, and we're getting ready to worship and praise the Lord in the beauty and the holiness that he deserves, worshiping him in spirit and in truth. I've said it the last few Sundays. I'll say it again this Sunday. Put your coffee down, lift your hands up, because it's time to worship the Lord. God is great, and he is greatly to be praised. Come on, get your kids around. Amen. Turn the big screen on. Amen. Sit them down. It's time to worship the Lord. Lord this morning and we got the praise team they pre-recorded already but they're going to come and I promise you're going to feel what they're going to do and this morning this morning you're going to get the opportunity to sing along with them because this is an instrumental praise or we might call it karaoke that's right you can sing along with them on this number it is thank you Lord if you got a thank you Lord in your spirit come on and thank him this morning praise team band let's hear it this morning
20, I'll be reading verses 11 through 16. But Mary stood without that sepulcher weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher, and seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Dear Father and our God, it's once again that we come this morning saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you for one more day. And not just any day, Lord, but a special day. A day when we celebrate a risen Savior on this Resurrection Sunday. Lord, we thank you for allowing your son to defeat the grave and to get up with all power in his hand. And Lord, with all that's going on in the world right now, it's good to be reminded who has all the power. Lord, we ask a special blessing upon our sick and shut-in members and those bereaved families. And Lord, we also ask that you be with those who've been affected by COVID-19. Those workers who have had their hours cut back, those who have been laid off, those businesses who had to close their doors. Lord, let them know that you are still a provider. And Lord, we ask that you be with those who have been affected, those who are in need of your healing power. Lord, we know that you are still in the healing business. And Lord, we just thank you for being a God who sits high and looks down low. Lord, we ask that you be with the first responders and all those who are in the healthcare business, Lord, and all those essential workers who are out there on the front line each and every day. And Lord, as we go through this service and we celebrate the Son of God, Lord, I ask that you continue to be with the man of God, our pastor, Reverend Buckley. Lord, continue to use him like you do each and every day and each and every Sunday, that he might stand boldly and preach your word, Lord, because we need to hear a word from you this morning. So use them in a mighty way, Lord. And Lord, we just love you, we praise you, and we give you all the glory and all the praise. And it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Amen. Go on and say amen again. Amen. In your home, say amen. That's right. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much, Deacon Williams, for being here with us on this morning. Again, it is uh, a bare bones staff. We have four people here with us this morning, and and I want to, if you want, to, if you can, just go ahead and and, and do some thumbs up or some applause uh, for the technical staff who is here every Sunday. Listen, whenever you see me, you see me on the front of the screen, but there are a few people behind the scenes that are making this possible, and we thank God for not only the musicians and the praise team coming in on Saturdays, but uh, for Shannon and for Mike and for all uh, who make sure that that the 
the equipment is up and running well. Brother Porter, uh, Brother Mack, who did some troubleshooting for us. We thank God for all of you. And certainly, I also want to thank God for our support staff uh, who is here each and every Sunday as well. They're back in the back receiving uh, tithes and, and making sure that when you bring your tithes uh, that the correct accounting takes place. And so, yes, we're down to bare minimum staff, but we thank God that the work of the Lord and the work of the kingdom is still going forward. Amen. 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 God bless you. Listen, I want to echo what I heard Deacon Williams pray. He was praying about uh, first responders and essential workers. And it crossed my mind uh, this week that uh, oftentimes the people who we don't necessarily think a whole lot about right now, we recognize they are essential. They are essential to us. Amen. That that person who's just ringing your groceries, they are essential essential to us. And so this morning, you know, I, I know we recognized our, our nurses and our doctors and our healthcare professionals on last Sunday, but if you will, just in your own way, if you, if you can, just get, send up some high fives or some appreciative applause for those people who are on the front lines, those truck drivers who are making sure that the the, the store stays supplied with our groceries, those people who are ringing up uh, your groceries, those who are bringing them out to your cars, all of those people are essential to us, and we need to be praying for them and thanking God for them this morning as well. Amen. Well, listen, it's giving time. It's giving time. It's giving time, and I hope that you've got a smile on your face because the Bible says that the Lord love is a cheerful giver. We want you to be cheerful. God wants you to be cheerful when you give unto him, and there are many ways that you can give. You already know them by now. You can give on our app. You can give uh, by way of bringing your tithes here. Amen. You can mail your tithes any number of ways that you can give. We want you to be faithful in your giving because, again, God loves a cheerful giver. The praise team is coming down to remind us that, that giving is a part of our worship, and we want to put a smile on God's face as we worship him. Let's give now. Joy in him, make it 
gifts, these gifts that have been received and these givers who have given. We pray, O oh God, that you bless and use them now by the presence and power of your spirit. Bless them. Keep your hands and your hedge around them. Let these gifts now be used for the edifying of humanity and for the advancement of your kingdom. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, I hope you enjoyed those pictures as we saw some of the smiling faces uh, that oftentimes generally populate these pews. We want to remember who we are. Amen. Though we are socially distancing ourselves, uh, we don't have to forget who we are. Amen. And thank you, uh, staff, for making sure that we got some of the memories of our faces and we keep them in mind. And, and listen, while we're doing that, let me encourage you. Let me encourage you over the course of this week. Make sure you're checking on each other. Make sure you're calling one another. Uh, in fact, in fact, let me challenge you. Let me challenge you. This week, during the course of this week, I want each of you to make three phone calls, at least three phone calls to someone, watch this, listen to me, to someone that you don't necessarily always call. Ah, someone you don't necessarily always call. Someone who may not have a whole lot of extended family that uh, don't have a whole lot of connections to depend on, uh, but, but you have... Uh, big, large families, and, and plenty of people are checking on you, but there are some who don't have that, that comfort and that convenience. So I challenge you to call three people this week uh, and make sure that you're checking in on our brothers and our sisters because the Bible does declare, and we believe that we are our brother's keeper. And to that, to that end, I want to, thank, I want to thank members of our congregation who have uh, demonstrated being their brother's keeper on this week. Uh, there were face masks delivered uh, to the residents of the Cade Courtyard, uh, and those persons, Cora Jones, Doris Wright, uh, Janelle Mosley, Lenise Fleming, Lucille Green, uh, Sister Coleman, uh, uh, and, and a special donation from Crossgates, uh, the Brandon uh, Campus Outreach Ministry. We want to thank uh, all of you for making those face masks available uh, and getting them delivered to our residents at the Cade Courtyard. Listen, we know uh, that's, a, that's a very special population to us. Uh, it is a vulnerable, vulnerable population, and we want to make sure uh, that we're doing our due diligence to try to keep all of them safe. You all keep praying for them. Amen. Keep praying for them and, and, and also limit your visits. If you don't have business there again, uh, limit your visits. Make sure that you're just praying for them. Give them a phone call. Let them know that you are thinking about them. Amen. Also, we want to uh, listen. I know, I know that uh, you get the news reports every day, and we see the spread of this COVID-19 virus. Uh, you you get the bad news. You hear how many have contracted it. You hear how many uh, are dying from it. Let me give you some good news. Can I share some good news with you? Listen, we we have recoveries that are taking place uh, right here in the city of Jackson, but also right here in our own K Chapel community. Justin Carter fully recovered. Amen. We thank God for that. Amen. Justin, you see him there. 
fully recovered. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. And, and we thank God that silly Sister Billy Thomas, Sister Billy Thomas is at home. She is recovering as well. God is a good God. Amen. And so on this resurrection morning, we want to celebrate some recoveries. Amen. On this resurrection morning, we want to celebrate the fact that God is still in the healing business. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Listen, also, also, I want to encourage you again. Make sure that you are completing your census. This week, yes, I know I've been telling you to complete your census. This week, I actually did my own. That's right. I actually did my own this week. And, and listen, a family of four, it took me, I don't know how long it took you. It took me about 10 minutes to do a family of four. Family of four, about 10 minutes. So that's two and a half minutes. Did I get my math right? Is that right? Two and a half minutes. That's two and a half minutes per person. So you ought to be able to complete your, your census in little to no time. Amen. Make sure you do that. And what I want to do is I want to issue another challenge. On Wednesday of this week, when you come into Bible study, I want to get counts of who's been counted this week. I want you to give, do a report out and let me know that you completed your census on this week when we get on on the, um, uh, the, the, Bible, the Bible app and all the many ways that you can connect with us. Uh, we want to know who has been counted on this week. We do uh, want to offer some uh, prayers uh, for the Braxton family. Many of you probably already know Sister Irma Braxton passed earlier this week. Uh, we want you to be in prayer for the Braxton and the Cheatham families. Uh, certainly she was dear to our hearts. Uh, a longtime member here at K Chapel blessed us uh, immensely just by being the, the woman of faith and the woman of God. Uh, that she is. So we want to be lifting up Ronnie and, and that entire family, the Cheatham family as well. Uh, we don't have arrangements uh, just as yet, but when those are made, we certainly will make them available to you. And of course, uh, we know that during this pandemic, this international pandemic, that uh, funeral services uh, will be adjusted uh, to reflect that. Uh, the graveside services will be planned. Uh, we sent out the protocols a number of weeks ago to the uh, K Chapel family. And we will abide and govern ourselves by those protocols, uh, but certainly be in prayer for them because uh, on top of losing a loved one, uh, to have to go through these things at these times uh, is especially difficult. But we want to do all that we can uh, to be a source of support and encouragement for that family. And when the time comes, we want to offer a proper memorial. Amen. We want to do that for all. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's see. Let me make sure I've got everything here. Um, oh, let, let me say this. Let me say this. Uh, there are lots of efforts uh, that are taking place uh, throughout the city. We are still, hear me, we're still on a shelter in place uh, and a stay-at-home order by our governor and by our mayor. Uh, we are abiding by that, uh, and we know that there are churches that are meeting. We are going to uh, continue to do what we're doing. There are churches on the front end who are offering relief uh, and other agencies on the front end that are offering relief. I believe this, that God is strategically placing us in the places that we need to be. There's some who are gonna be ministering on the front end. There's some that are gonna be ministering on the back end. And we need both. We need front end ministry. We need back end ministry. I believe that God has uniquely positioned us here at K Chapel to be a back end ministry. And we're thinking through and making plans right now to be of meaningful and tangible assistance uh, to those who are going to need help recovering when all of this 
is over. When all of this passes, uh, we want to be uh, e we want to be effectively engaged in recovering families, recovering communities, those who have been laid off, those who have lost their jobs, those who need particular assistance. We want we are positioning ourselves now to be able to do that. And so I just want to let you know, K Chapel, uh, we may you may not see us on the front end and on the news doing this, that, and the other, but I promise you, when this is all over, you're going to see us engaged on the back end doing meaningful ministry as well. Amen? Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. We want to invite you again uh, to Wednesday night Bible study that will continue this Wednesday at 7 p.m. We will see you in for Bible study. And just before the word of God, we want to hear one more song uh, by our praise team, a special song that will prepare us for the word of God. This is Resurrection by Richard Smallwood. Resurrection by Richard Smallwood. Our praise team is coming. Oh. 
Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you again to Pat and the musicians and the praise team. Thank you so much for your ministry of music and for blessing us in the awesome way that you do always, but particularly as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. I want to invite you uh, to read with me from the book according, the gospel according to St. John, John chapter 20, beginning with verse number 11. There you will find these words recorded. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher reading, weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher and see the two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. I want to talk this resurrection morning from the subject, he was there all the time. He was there all the time. Today is the day that we as Christians celebrate that element of, of our faith upon which we hang our theological hats. For the Apostle Paul declares, if there be no resurrection then our faith is in vain. I know that there are some who would like to put the resurrection in the non-essentials category. Even some who teach in our seminaries do not believe in the bodily resurrection of Jesus or that believing in the bodily resurrection of Jesus is necessary for salvation. But Scripture declares, if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and... If you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So scripture confirms then that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not some non-essential part of our faith that is up for debate. The resurrection is not something that true believers should back up or crawfish on. Jesus defeating death by raising himself from the grave is necessary to and for Christian faith. Some years ago, and I've told the story before, that one of my seminary professors, professor of Christian apologetics, came to class one morning and he asked the question, he posed the question, he said, if it could be proven with conclusive evidence that the bones of Jesus had been discovered, would you still go to church the following Sunday? An interesting thing happened, Kevin, in class that day, there was a clear distinction between white Christians and black Christians. 
Time and time again, white Christians determined that the discovery of Jesus' bones would be evidence that there was then no resurrection. And because the resurrection, as I said earlier, is central to our faith, then our faith with his bones being, being found, then our faith would have a hole in it, rendering it insufficient for the white Christian in the class. Then church was primarily a place that served as the expression of faith. Interesting thing was that for black Christians, overwhelmingly, we said, yes, we would still go to church over and over again. The idea was expressed that church is not just what we believe, but it's who we are and it's what we hope to become. Church, and you know it, church is what we do. When we don't do anything else, we do church. When we didn't have anything else, we had church. When we couldn't go anywhere else, we could go to the church. When we could not depend on anything else, we could depend on the church. When we didn't receive respect or dignity anywhere else, we got it and gave it in the church. In many ways, the church has been black America's community sanctuary a place where we could escape the social ills and isms that attack us daily. It's been a place where we could take solace from the injustices that harassed us and the discriminations that assaulted us. It's been a place where we could receive spiritual strength to believe that tomorrow is going to be better than yesterday, a place where we could build up the self-esteem and the self-worth of our children to believe that as creations wonderfully and fearfully fashioned by the Father, that nobody else was any more special than they were, which means that the church was not just a place where we gather for the expression of our confession of faith, but it's where we gathered as an expression of our collective hopes. It's where we gather not just because of our shared belief, but it's the place of our shared struggle, the place of our shared sorrow, the place of our shared identity. And let me just go on record saying, I'll be glad. I'll be glad, Mike. I'll be glad, Shannon. I'll be glad when we get back to meeting at this church. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know I've said it already that the church is not the building and I still stand by that. I understand that God is using this, this moment to push us beyond our physical facilities and our building plants and I understand the great value of the church expanding beyond the traditional borders of its contained buildings even after all of this is over. I look forward to pressing further into the space of online worship and how we can continue to share the the gospel and provide platforms of spiritual edification in innovative ways. Yes, I look forward to growing our online presence and making those who attend online services active members of our church. But hear me and hear me well, none of that will substitute the local gathering of the local church. A virtual hug can't substitute a real embrace. A virtual amen doesn't sound the same as an in-person congregation on one accord saying preach, preach. A virtual praise can bless you individually, but it's not the same when the whole church can feel the presence of the Lord and my spirit connect with your spirit and your spirit connects with her spirit and we all are on one accord and go in together at the same time. There's something special and something unique about the glorious gathering of local believers that the internet cannot replace or replicate. Though I thank God that we can meet like this, 
I'm looking forward with great anticipation when the church can reassemble together and sing together and worship together and pray together and grow together and serve together and believe together and hope together. Because the church is not simply the expression of our faith, but it is the collection of our hopes. The writer of Hebrews reminds us that faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, faith is not only made up of what you believe, but faith also consists of what you hope for. And my hope is that on this resurrection morning, we would understand that God hasn't gone anywhere. I hope that we would be persuaded that the presence of problems does not indicate the absence of the Lord. I hope that we understand that COVID is not bigger than Christ. I hope that we believe that if he can part a Red Sea, that he can flatten a curve. I hope that we understand that if he can make the sun stand still at 3 o'clock, that he can flatten a curve. I hope we understand that if he can straighten a crooked spine, then he can flatten a curve. If he can turn water into wine, he can flatten a curve for the Bible declares that he will make our rough places straight and our crooked places plain when we come out of this let us be clear that the Lord has stayed with us all the time he was there all the time that's what Mary would come to discover on this morning when she would make her way to the tomb where the body of Jesus had been Laid. Several things, my brothers and sisters, have happened before this discovery. And you don't mind if we just walk our way through this text for a moment. First of all, on Friday, you know what happened on Good Friday. On Friday, she had witnessed the horror of the massacre. The horror of the massacre. Jesus had suffered a miserable and torturous death, beaten mercilessly. His back had been torn open by a cat of nine tails, that instrument of persecution made with leather and bones that would tear into the skin and rip it from the body. The cruelty of his crucifixion was a scene of horror, full of blood, the sound of hammers wailing over the cries of a boisterous crowd gathered to witness it all, having had his nailed his wrist nailed to the cross and his feet nailed to the cross they then lifted him up where the weight of his body caused his arms to be stretched out of their sockets and his lungs would collapse causing his breathing to become labored it was a horrific massacre a soldier pierced him in his side with a sword just because he could it was a horrific massacre and there he hang between two thieves with a crown of thorns upon his head, not placed there gingerly and delicately and lightly, but pressed there viciously and forcefully into his forehead until it drew blood. They snatched out his beard from his chin they broke his legs they stripped him of his clothes and they watched him die horrific massacre and Mary didn't hear about it she watched it she saw with her own eyes the horror of this massacre I need to encourage somebody this morning 
who has had some of life's most upsetting scenes play out before your eyes. It, it may not be nearly as gruesome as this was, but it certainly was horrific for you to behold when the horrible and the horrific scenes of life play out before you, when the unimaginable and the unforeseen become your reality. I want to encourage you this morning to believe that God hasn't gone anywhere. Even if you dare to feel forsaken as did Christ upon this cross crying out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Please understand God hadn't gone anywhere. For he declared, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. When you go through the fire, he said, I'll be with you. When you walk through the floods, the water shall not overtake you. God hasn't gone anywhere. The psalmist says, I can't flee from your presence. If I ascend into heaven, behold, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell to the uttermost parts of the sea, behold, you are there also. God hasn't gone anywhere. If my brothers and sisters... You lose a loved one in this pandemic, God hasn't gone anywhere. If this pandemic snatches away your parents, God hasn't gone anywhere. If this virus puts your loved one on a ventilator, God hasn't gone anywhere. If things get worse before they get better, God hasn't gone anywhere. It is after this horrific scene that our text picks up with Mary making her way to the tomb on the third day morning ready to deal with the aftermath of the mess the aftermath of the mess mary all mary came to the tomb ready to prepare jesus's body for burial after she has witnessed with her own eyes the horror of the crucifixion she got ready to deal with dressing the messy and mangled body of Jesus. She fixed her face and got ready to minister. She was a soldier, getting ready to go and minister. She, she fixed her face and got prepared to do service. She fixed her face and readied herself to face the mess. Have you ever been put in a position where you had to deal with the aftermath of what was left behind? Things blew up and everybody looked to you to deal with the mess left behind. The situation with South and everybody left and looked for you to deal with the mess that was left behind. Everybody saw what was happening. Everybody was there at the same time, but nobody stayed around to help you. And you had to deal with the aftermath of the mess left behind. Listen, there's no easy way of saying it. There are some situations where you're going to have to minister to the mess that's been left behind. You've got to deal with the aftermath. You've got to handle the minutiae that nobody wants to deal with. You've got to tie up the loose ends that nobody wants to touch. You've got to handle and make the decisions that are uncomfortable for anybody else to make. And yet they'll talk about the decisions you made when nobody else wants to make them. But you've got to deal with the mess, the aftermath of the mess that's left behind. And I've stopped by on this resurrection morning to remind you that as you've got to do what you've got to do, do what Mary did and fix your face. Fix your face and go and do what you've been called to do. Here she was after having seen the crucifixion of Christ with her own eyes and knowing the condition of the body that it would be in and Mary yet fixed her face to deal with the aftermath of the mess. She fixed her face and went in and managed to mess. She fixed her face to do what nobody else was willing to do. There are some messes you're going to have to deal with beloved. 
some issues that are going to be yours to solve and resolve because necessity has laid it upon you to do. Nobody else can do it but you. Nobody else will do it but you. Nobody else is equipped to do it but you. And this is not the time for you to go around talking about how unfair life is. No, this is not the time for you to be talking about how unbalanced things are and, and your brothers don't ever do anything or your sisters don't ever do anything and, and mama always looked to you to do everything. Fix your face and minister to the aftermath of the mess. Fix your face. God's grace is sufficient for you. Fix your face and quit pouting about who's not helping you. Fix your face. Pull in your lip. Get the frown out of your forehead and and get ready to deal with the dilemma of the aftermath and don't tell me you can't do it for the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me the Bible says now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask think or imagine according to the power that's working within you the Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world fix your face and deal with the aftermath of the mess she went in ready to do what she had been called to do. But when she got there, when she got there, she saw something that resulted in the increase of her misery. The increase of her misery. Here, here she was ready to minister to the messy, mangled body of the master. She had fixed her face. She had pumped herself up. She had gotten her emotions in check. She was ready to go in and deal with that horrific scene and, and do the business that she had been called to do, Kevin. But when she got there, she was met with something unexpected. The body was missing. Mm. She went there expecting to find a corpse. But nothing was there. She went there looking to find his body, but nothing was there. She went there ready to minister, but nothing was there. Have you ever pumped yourself up only to be let down? Have, have you ever gotten ready to do something only to not have things come to fruition? Has, has life ever disappointed you such that nothing was as you had hoped for? Nothing was as you had planned? Nothing was as you had imagined? Here she was, having gotten herself together, having fixed her face to deal with the messed up, mangled up body of Christ. Here she was, ready to push through her own personal pain and render service to the Savior. And when she got there, no body gone no body she was ready for a cold stiff body what she wasn't ready for was no body she she was ready she was ready to see that horrific sight again but what she wasn't ready for was an empty tomb she was already hurt but now her hurt was met with more hurt because somebody had taken the body what do you do when misery is piled on top of misery when you're ready to deal with one thing but but before you can really deal with it something is already uh, 
Something else has already shown. You're doing your best to handle this pain, but before you can heal from this pain, another set of pain has come. You, you, you're grieving, but before you can put away the Kleenex, another reason has come for you to grieve. Hurt on top of hurt. Loss on top of loss. Situation on top of situation. What do you do? When your misery has increased, it's in those moments I need you to know, beloved, that God hadn't gone anywhere. And your misery is not too much for the master. Your hurt is not too much for he who is our helper. Your problems are not too much for he who is our prince of peace. Mary sees that the body is gone. There is hurt on top of hurt. There's pain on top of pain. Her grief and misery are compounded. And it seems that she is now at her breaking point. When it seems like she's about to lose it. Mike, we see what happens in the text. We see the peace of the miracle. The peace of the miracle. Mary says to the man who she mistook for the gardener, show me where you've laid him and I'll get his body and take him with me. Because she was in tears, because she was crying, because her grief had been so compounded, she does not even recognize who she's talking to. Watch this, y'all. Her tears kept her from seeing the miracle in front of her. Good God Almighty. Her, her tears kept her from seeing Jesus was with her all the time. Sometimes our tears get in the way of seeing where the Lord is. Our tears get in the way of seeing what God is doing. Our tears get in the way of seeing how the Lord is arranging things and understanding where the Lord is operating. And if we stop focusing so much on our hurt, we'll open our eyes and see our help. If we stop for a moment being so consumed with our grief, you'll see the experience, the miracle of his grace. If you stop for a moment asking the Lord why, you'll discover the miracle of his peace that passes all understanding. If you pause for just a moment, thinking about it, you'll discover the miracle of a mind that has stayed on him. Mary was crying so, grieving so, she couldn't see Jesus right in front of her. And I believe I believe, Shannon, that's why the Lord finally asked her, Mary, why are you crying? <laughs> why are you crying? I, I, I don't believe that was so much about trying to get her emotions in check. I believe that was about the Lord saying, dry up your tears and look. Dry up your tears and open your eyes. I'm right here. Why are you crying when I've been here all the time? He needed her to stop crying for just a moment so she could focus in on the fact that he was right there. You've been trying to bury my body, Mary. He says, but I've been here all the time. You've been trying to push your way through this in your own power so that you can prepare my body for the grave. He says, but I've been here all the time. You, you've been going about your own agenda trying to do your own thing and, and you didn't even realize I've been walking with you. I've been talking with you. I, I've been standing right here all the time. 
Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, we miss the miracle because we're so focused on our own assumptions, our own presumptions, and our, the, our own conclusions that we have reached that we cannot make out where the Lord is, what he's doing, or even hear what he's saying. And that's why I'm glad that at the end of this, he finally called her name. Mary! And when he called her name, she snapped out of it. When he called her name, he, she, she said, I can't see you, but it's something about that voice. I, I couldn't see you, but when you call my name, I, I know that voice. I know that voice. And, and I heard him say somewhere, my sheep know my voice. I have a witness in here. When he called her name, she turned around and recognized who she was talking to. When he called her name, she knew who he was and she came out of her grief and she came out of her misery and she came out of her hurt and she came out of her pain and she recognized that not only was he there with her, but he had been there all the time. He had been there all the time. And I need you to know, beloved, that on this resurrection morning, the Lord has been here all the time. Oh, I know. I know we've heard the predictions <laughs> of how bad things might get here in the U.S. But don't forget he's been with us all the time. I know they've got the reports and the numbers about how many are going to be lost. But remember, beloved, he's been with us all the time yes and if he's been with us all the time i'm convinced he will not leave us now he was with us when we came to these shores sailing across the steely gray atlantic not on a cruise ship but on a slave ship he was there all the time he was there when the strange fruit was swinging on southern trees. He was there all the time. He was there with us through the Civil War. He was with us through Reconstruction. He was with us through Jim Crow and the Black Codes. He was with us through the Red Summer of 1919. He was with us through the Tulsa Massacre of 1921. He was with us through the Rosewood Massacre of 1923. He was with us through the Tuskegee Experiment of 1932. And he was with us even in the Charleston Massacre of 2015 and I need to tell somebody if he's been with us through all of that he ain't gonna leave us now is there anybody at home today who can testify right now he's with us he's with us all 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 the time I felt good right there y'all excuse me but it's resurrection morning he's been with us through this, that, and the other. And he will be with us right now. May the Lord bless you on this resurrection morning. May the Lord keep you. May he make his face to shine on you, be gracious unto you, and give you his peace. Beloved, Jesus is alive and well. 
Because early on the third day morning, he got up with all power in heaven and earth in his hands. And here's the good news, y'all. Because he's got all power in his hands, he's also got the whole world in his hands. Happy resurrection morning. Now listen, if you're here this morning, you're at home and you've gotten ready to celebrate Easter and resurrection morning the best way that you know how in these circumstances. Maybe there's somebody who's listening right now who just happened to tune in. Stay right there. Don't move. Because it is not by mistake, coincidence, or happenstance that you heard this message this morning. God has been with you all the time. And he's with you right now. And I believe that he's touching somebody's heart right now, knocking at the door of your heart. Huh. Listen to him. He's knocking. He's saying, if you'll let me in, I'll come in and I'll be your Savior. I'll be your Lord. We're in an empty building. We celebrate an empty tomb. But I want you to know, we don't have an empty faith. Our faith is filled with the power of God and the truth of his word. And if you don't have that, I want to invite you to experience that this morning. Here's all you got to do. On this resurrection morning, make Jesus Lord. And here's how you do it. Pray this prayer with me. Father, in the name of Jesus. I come to you now, I open my heart, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe that Jesus died on a cross. I believe he was buried, and I believe he rose again from the dead. And right now, I accept him as Lord, Savior, and King of my life. Thank you, God, for new life in Jesus Christ. Thank you for being my father. Thank you for being my friend. And thank you that salvation is now a gift, not based upon feelings, but upon the fact of my faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you to the family of God. I want to welcome you to salvation. You are a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And on this resurrection morning, you ought to mark it down and remember it forever. It was resurrection morning 2020 that I gave my life to God and I became a member of the family of God. If you've done that, I want to also invite you to to call the number that's on the screen right now. There are people who are waiting to counsel with you, talk with you, pray with you, and give you next steps that you would know how to walk out this faith, how to live out this faith, what you should do now that you are a new believer, a Christian, a son and a daughter of God. Call that number. Also, if you've already been saved but you want to join this church, you want to join this church and be a part of this ministry, I want you to call that number as well and just indicate, listen, you know what? I like what's happening here. This, this church has been feeding me. It's been nourishing me. The word is rich. 
the worship is good and I want to be a member, not just, a, not just one who's watching, but I want to be a participant. I want to have my name on the rolls and I want to be a part of what's happening at K Chapel. If you want to do that, call that number on your screen and they will let you know what the next steps are involved. We want you to do that. I want to be your pastor and not just your internet pastor. I want to be your real, your, your pastor that you can call on. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer amen so listen i don't know what all you're going to do this rest the rest of this day but here's what i know you need to do we are still hear me we are still in a shelter in place order stay at home order uh, i've been listening to some of the reports and and you can tell how how there's an anxiety about being at home and opening uh, the government and getting things back to normal hear me and hear me well even if they open things up, we in the black community, hear me, listen, listen real good. We in the black community need to be particularly careful and cautious because as the reports say, this is affecting us in different ways than the, general, the other population. And so even if they say it's okay to return, we need to be very cautious, very careful, and continue to practice those things uh, that will allow us to stay healthy, allow us to stay whole. Amen, somebody. Listen, I'm not in, a, in so big a rush to get the economy going that we lose people in the process. Amen? Amen. And so let's be real cautious. Let's be real careful. Let's be very prayerful also about the decisions that are being made so that we're not uh, losing people in our effort uh, to restart uh, to restart the economy. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Listen, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Happy Resurrection Morning. We want again to see you on Wednesday as we go into Bible study. We want to encourage you also, if you've not given your tithes and your offerings, listen, go ahead and do that right now. Make sure, hear me real well, make sure you don't ease up on your giving during this time. We can continue, we can continue to position ourselves to be a ministry of recovery only through your faithful gifts. So go ahead and do that right now. If you've got the app, do it right now. Later in the week, do it whenever uh, you feel the unction of the Spirit give as God has given you the ability to do so. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Let us pray. Let us offer the benediction. Amen. And what we're going to do, I'll tell you what, we're going to hear from the praise team as we offer the benediction. And after I give the benediction, we're going to hear this wonderful message by the praise team. And now, may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth and forevermore, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. He came from heaven to earth to show us the way. his name today. Yeah. Oh, I live your name. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Here we go.
we go up to the top again. Come on, Lord, I lift. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came. I'm Here so we go. glad you came to save us. You came from heaven. You came from heaven to earth. Oh, we're going to give him glory in here. 